All right. What's up? <laughs> we are live. Welcome to the 78th installment of the Unplugged Alpha podcast series. Just building on the book, one podcast at a time. Uh, cool update for you guys. I was speaking to my editor today, uh, the guy that worked on my first book, and um, got some awesome stuff coming out for you guys later on this year. The second book will be out later on uh late fall early winter and um gonna do some updates to the first one to uh fix some errors and kind of revise into a first edition with uh some improvements so yeah looking forward to that if you guys want to um you know stay in touch on when that gets launched and what all the details are let me throw a little banner up at the bottom here for you guys the banner yeah there it is his banner so you just get on the email list and you'll always be notified when uh that stuff kicks off Oh, and uh, in the supplement store, the ad runs halfway through. Um, we just added a whey protein product. A lot of guys um, didn't like the beef protein product, personally. I put it there because I like it, and um, I have a bad reaction to uh, dairy products and whey. So, um, yeah, if you don't have issues with dairy or, or whey, there's um, there's a whey product in there. It's actually uh, it's cheaper because whey is a way cheaper product, but that's in the supplement store at theunpluggedalpha.com. So we're talking about um, Valentine's Day, St. Valentine's Day, the the Hallmark card special. Um, yeah, I guess we should start with that, right? Because it is a Hallmark holiday, or so it's called. Mm. What's another Hallmark holidays? Hallmark holidays. I think I think Valentine's Day is one of the biggest ones, for sure. Um, it's religious in origin obviously saint valentine's um i think if i'm not mistaken it was tied into like a feast or a festival or something like that and then there's some like story that was infused into it which turned into romance through the biblical uh, scriptures where um you know the dude was in prison and he fell in love with some gal during that uh, period of time i can't remember all the exact details you guys go look it up but yeah it's been around for a few years and i think that one of the things that's happened is that marketers and you know the corporate world has they're always looking for some reason to run a sale or, or sell you extra shit that you generally don't need right black friday cyber monday turbo tuesday whatever thirsty thursday like they just you know those dates that like lead up to you know christmas sort of thing so they can ramp up some sales <laughs> again i always date myself when i was a kid we had boxing day that was it boxing day was a big sale day now you've got cyber days and black days and blue days and brown days. It's like, holy fuck, man. Anyway, um, so back onto the St. Valentine's Day thing. It's it's a Hallmark holiday. I think culture sort of beats it into you. You know, it's like, you know, one of those things where it's just, eh, you know, elementary school days. We used to have these little cards. They were like business cards, but a little bit larger. And they were Valentine's Day cards and be like to and from. And then you'd get a Valentine's and... Um, you know, the geeky kids didn't get a lot of them and, you know, the cool kids did obviously. And sometimes you'd get candy, you know, attached to it. And, you know, the girls would blush and the guys would be like, oh, she likes me sort of thing. And, um, yeah, that's, that, that's like most kids introduction, I think to, you know, to Valentine's day. Although from what I hear, some schools, they don't really, um, they don't embrace it anymore. If that's the correct way to sort of frame it, they don't really encourage the kids to exchange cards or I'm. I'm going to venture a guess here and somebody can correct me in the live chat or in the comments, but it's probably got something to do with not letting children feel left out because 
you know, everybody gets a participation trophy now, right? They don't keep score in certain sporting uh, games anymore. It's just everybody just kind of plays and runs around and, you know, maybe somebody will keep score, maybe somebody won't sort of thing. But, you know, there's there's older and older kids getting participation trophies. And I think that that might be one of the reasons why, you know, the school system is trying to eliminate it. Anyway, um, so what do I do with uh, Valentine's Day? Not much, really, to be honest with you. Um, I think it all depends on who your chick is, right? Because there's some women that are, like, all about this. It has to be, like, a sh like this big fucking charade. It's like a show. They want to be able to, you know, go to work and show their girlfriends that, oh, look, I got 24 long stem roses and your boyfriend didn't send you anything or your boyfriend sent you only 12 or something like that or mine are higher quality than yours are Becky sort of thing. Because women are very competitive that way. You know, they, they got to have the bigger diamond. They got to have the clearer diamond. They got to have the shinier diamond. They got to have the better princess cut or whatever, right? That's another bullshit, you know. Um, <laughs> hallmark bit is the whole engagement ring spiel. Let me spend a minute on that, actually, since I'm talking about it. Um, most of you guys don't know this, but the origin of the engagement ring, of course, is tied into romance with Valentine's Day, so we can talk about it. Valentine's Day also happens to be one of those days where a lot of a lot of dudes get down on one knee and make the biggest mistake of their life and invite crazy into it. Uh, but we'll save that for another day. But the whole um, notion of uh, engagements and engagement rings and diamonds was like, it wasn't a big one. Like diamonds weren't that valuable back in the day when they sort of kicked this off. But it's like they had them and then they made this big marketing project, which they sold to the public along the lines of, well, if you love her, you should, you know, you should invest in that, in that relationship and that love and buy her a diamond and spend uh, three months of your salary to, uh, no, sorry, they didn't start with three months. I think it was 30 days of your salary um, to, uh, you know, show her that you love her. So, you know, you spend one twelfth of your annual income to give her this shiny piece of polished dinosaur shit that was in the ground, you know, a few years ago before they dug it out and polished it up sort of thing. Cause that's all it is. It's just, it's just compressed uh, carbon. And then, you know, the marketing team ran that for a while and they sold a lot of diamonds, you know, telling guys, you know, spend one month of your salary on a piece of dinosaur shit and give it to a girl and tell her that you love her and marry her. And uh, <laughs> the marketing team must have back in those days, I think it was in the 20s. It's like, Bob, did you see how well that shit worked? Yeah, Bill, that was incredible. They fell for it. Let's do this next year instead of doing 30 days. Let's tell them three months and see if they buy that shit. Okay, let's give that a shot. And then they did. And then that's how you've, you know, arrived at the three-month thing today. Uh, although in some cases, they even go farther and they ask for more. But, you know, it's one of those hallmark things, right? Um, diamonds, by the way, they don't have a lot of value. Like, you know, if you give a girl a $10,000 diamond and, you know, like the marriage or the wedding's called off or something like that, and you get it back. And in some cases, you don't even get it back. Sometimes she ends up keeping it for whatever reason, which is strange and bizarre. But let's say you get it back. You you're very lucky to sell it for what you bought it for. You usually get a few thousand dollars less. It's it's, it's just not a great investment. Uh, but, you know, that's what they convince people to do. It's the same thing with Valentine's Day. Chocolates, flowers, candy. I was doing some Googling on, um, on videos, so sorry, on YouTube. And I was coming across all these videos that were like, you know, 10 best Valentine's Day gifts to give her. Um, anything from, um, what's his name, Alpha M? He always has those listicles to some, you know, random, you know, 
17 year old thought probably given advice to guys on what to buy girls for valentine's day and it's all bullshit it's all it's all just random like you know guys are trying to get with girls and they think that they can you know win their way into their heart by buying them flowers and chocolates and 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 specialties and truth of the matter is if a woman really digs your vibe it doesn't matter like it really just doesn't matter um there's a story of the Skittles man, which I'm going to share in this broadcast as well before we uh, switch over to the Q&A in a little bit. And don't worry, you guys will be able to call and ask questions tonight on any topic you want. But um, yeah, the notion of the Skittle man is 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 very interesting. I'm going to pull up the Chateau Hartis, uh blog and I'll read it to you guys. But essentially, there's you know there's two men. There's obviously that Alpha Seed and there's a Beta Need. And the Alpha Seed would give a you know just basically ignore a girl and not give her much attention, give her a bag of Skittles sort of thing. And then there's the other guy who bends over backwards to give her everything under the sun. And, you know, she doesn't really pay much attention to him. She wants the guy that doesn't, the Skittles man. So I'll get into reading that in a little bit. But again, Hallmark holiday, right? Um, it's impossible to get a reservation for dinner. I tried to do it in my 20s. I was that dork. I was that guy, right? Oh, can I have a reservation? Oh, no, sorry, we're fully booked. Oh, can we have a reservation? Oh, no, we're sold. And you're, and you're calling around trying to be like the romantic guy to take all that bullshit it's it's really a like look go do it you know feel good doing it if it's what you really want to do if you think that it's obligatory if it's uh chivalrous and all that stuff blah 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 look every day is valentine's day for my chick she's got a good life she's well taken care of she's got a good guy you know we go on a rally i take care of things we go on a vacation you know trip is covered right it's like you know, every day should be valentine's day for a chick in my life is the way that i see it so i'm not going to go out of my way and send you know, 72,000 flowers to her at work and be one of those obnoxious dorks with the balloons. And it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to mark my territory in here because this is really what guys are doing, right? Like they're trying to mark their territory. Like she's mine. That's mine over there. And that's why I sent that over to her. I don't know if you guys have ever sent flowers. I don't know what they cost today, but they're fucking expensive. Okay. <laughs> and they die very quickly. You want to deal with flowers? I got a better idea for you. Next time you're shopping at Costco, not on Valentine's Day, just grab a nice bouquet of flowers, bring it home, put it in a vase, and when your chick comes over, don't don't even say anything. Just just put it there. Just put it there. She'll notice it. That's it. Doesn't cost you a vast fortune. You're doing it as you're going about your day anyway. It's not in some stupid Hallmark holiday, you know, because you're trying to knock her socks off and impress her or whatever. It's like, whatever, you know, you just don't. That's just my take on it. That's what I think. Anyway, um, yeah, somebody in the chat here saying interesting read is diamonds, the greatest marketing scam of all time. I haven't read it, but I would understand it. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. I have to I have to stay on top of my my gamer. Look, if you guys are watching elsewhere, um, come over to uh YouTube and subscribe, watch, and hit the like button over there. It just helps me out with the algorithms. Um oh, for crying out loud. StreamYard's giving me a hard time with connection to Facebook. I lost my connection. Let's see if I can push a button and fix that here. Oh, it's fixed. Okay, we should be back online there. So if you're watching it there, don't watch it on Facebook. Come over to YouTube. Let me get the Skittles man thing, and I'll read it to you, and then we'll hop into some uh, Q&A a little bit, see if you guys got anything in the chat you want me to address first before I start going here. 100% correct. Yes, sir. Uh from February 13th to 15th, Romans celebrated the Feast of Lupercalia. The men sacrificed a goat and a dog. 
than wit women with the hides of the animals <laughs> why am i laughing at that oh man um didn't marry my wife i married my best friend uh, diamonds are great for cutting things in industrial plot. Yeah, diamonds are very good for digging holes. Apparently, they use they use diamond tapped uh, drills in a lot of drilling operations. Anyway, so back to the Skittles, man. All right, so let me pull this up and I'll read it here. Put it up on my other screen. I'm not even going to bother putting up the screen because the font sucks and the website's kind of an archive of the site. Um, if you haven't read um, Chateau Hartiste, I think you can still find copies of his book online on Amazon. It's basically a collection of all his blogs. Um, he's like kind of one of the OGs, probably before, you know, the Rolos and the Rouches of the world. And you'll see a lot, like if you go to his older, like archive sites and his blogs or his book, you see a lot of this stuff like still talked about today. Um, this again, there's really not a lot of new ideas in the space when it comes to, um, you know, dealing with these matters, but the Skittles man is a very good one. It's right up there with the 16 commandments of Poon. And I have a video on the 16 commandments of Poon. You guys just search for it on my site and you'll find me break it down. But that was a fun one too. Anyway, the Skittles man, let me read it. Uh, reader Fabian linked a funny story on don't date him girl blog. And in quotations, uh, he had several lady friends who stayed the night at his house and he claimed they were just friends. He frequently forgot important details about me, such as the fact that I had a sister, my birthday, and what sort of hobbies I had. He blew me off constantly, would return calls a week later with the excuse of I was busy. I often spoiled him with gifts, rides, and sex to receive a bag of Skittles in return, and I don't even like Skittles. That was the only gift I ever received from him. I met new friends and they were bonding over world worst ex-boyfriend story. And suddenly we realized, boy, a lot of these sound like the same. What was his name? It was the same guy. This dude was dating every chick out there. He was the Skittles man. So these, so these gals were talking about him. So this is, so the title of this uh, blog is be a Skittles man. The second part to that is in an unintentional juxtaposition of, for the ages, this reader, Joel, or, or, you know, by the name of Joel, left a comment on my pimp slap post is the title of it about a wedding that he attended. So this is another version of another guy. I just attended a wedding, the bill for which paid mostly by the parents of the bride, but was initial input from the groom's parents. I don't even cost today. Like they're, they're pretty expensive. 150,000 would probably be like just an average one. Um, but yeah. Would easily, uh, sorry, would easily pay for the private education of several children. So, education's modest. It could have paid for a modest but nice house in a good neighborhood and in many parts of the country. Uh, he said the flowers cost at least $15,000 at this wedding. It is amazing what the matriarch does. The Darwinian purpose of this, I believe, is to keep the husbands working their asses off, to keep them broke so they can't go out and buy younger women, sorry, buy a younger woman for their next wife or keep a concubine. Really, there's no other logical explanation for this excess spent. So two men, it goes on and says, two vastly different experiences with women. One man gets all the girls he wants for the bargain basement price of a bag of Skittles, while the other man marries a woman in a wedding ceremony featuring flowers that cost $15,000. How 
How much you want to bet the first guy's rotation of girlfriends is hotter than the second guy's $15,000 flower wife? How much you want to bet the first guy gets all the, I'm not going to say what's in the blog here because we're trying to keep it clean for YouTube, but let's just say all the fun time stuff that girls do in the bedroom. He desires while the second guy will be begging for his once a month starfish sex as soon as the vows are exchanged and dried up. If one of these guys, sorry, if one of these guys is a herb, who's more likely to be? And I think you guys know the answer to that. There's our friend at the wedding with the $15,000 flower arrangements. Fact, odds are good that you will enjoy a bounty of women and love if you act like the Skittles guy. Fact, odds are good that you will spend the rest of your life begging for tepid sex from the same old boring gal if you act like the $15,000 wedding flower guy. Be a Skittles man. Don't be a $15,000 wedding flower man. I've been in the company of a lot of women who hailed from all sorts of stations in life. I know the sound of a woman in love, and it usually sounds like the woman in the Skittles story. Bitching and moaning about a world-class asshole, chasing him from here to kingdom, sorry, from here to kingdom come, to cajole him to surrender at least a small measure of his autonomy, which he never does, and always, always goes back to him after they have a bad fight. I've been that guy, he says. I've also been around all kinds of women from the wedding flower story. They usually sound like they are more in love with the idea of $15,000 wedding flowers than they are with their man. Now, anybody, I'm just going to pause for a second on the, on the blog here. Anybody that's been married to one of these in-demand gals, these high-maintenance gals, will resonate with what I just said there. You will spend more time with her discussing whether or not the invitations have to have a purple diamond on it or a pink diamond on it. Or we can go with the combination of the purple, pink, and yellow in the trifecta color. Or we can do this upgrade and get the heart-shaped diamonds. They will spend more time on that shit not banging than the Skittles man is running around passing out a bag of Skittles from time to time. Anyway, carrying on. They never chase and their men are in the permanently disabling position of constantly bending over backwards to satisfy their women's whims. Women who are princess princessified, it's a funny way to put it, princessified, have power over their men and even over the kinds of men who themselves have power over the other men. The women know this and they subconsciously resent it. Joel is right. The matriarchy and all of its silly, silly manifestations, extravagant weddings, diamond nookie bar, pop culture propaganda, daddy government disease is structured to handicap men. To cut them off at the knees, fitting really because a man on his knees is exactly where he'd have to be to agree to a $15,000 wedding flower arrangement. The finances aren't the core issue. It's the corrosive effects such as wasteful expenditure for a woman will have on her attitude. The matriarchy loathes, the loathes and fears the Skittles man. The freeloader who nonetheless basks in the love of many women, the matriarchy would rather men be like the wedding flower man, slaving dutifully as a nameless, faceless cog in the machine, paying his dues for two pence of a pussy society's little helper at the end of the day what's it for to thanklessly pump out a cannon fodder for the wars of the future f that sideways the rule book was written to constrain free thinkers like you when you know the score 
when you understand that this is life that sorry that this life is all there is and there never will be your legacy in gold or works or kids means nothing when your consciousness is obliterated into nothing and your deathbed is lined with a garland of regret and pleasures denied and the memory of your decades of pointless sacrifice crawls slowly across the walls like night shadows to suffocate you in your final doom amazing writing i actually you know it's funny because there because there's passages in the book that just suck it's just one of the most poorly written books in, in some areas but but some of these like blogs have been updated somebody's fixed them anyway anyway it's almost done uh only then will you look at your blushing bride in the eye and inform her that there will be no $15,000 wedding flowers and she can hit the bricks if that's unacceptable to her. Better yet, tell her there'll be no wedding and no marriage. She can love you without needing the permission of the state. That's a great test for women. If you can tell a woman, I don't have any interest in inviting the state into my life, but I love you and I like doing things with you and I don't want you to go anywhere. And she stays, that's a good check. That's a green flag. If she's all about, I have to have the party, I need to have the uh, the trifecta diamond arrangement on the invitations. We need 700 people at our wedding, blah, 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 for that night. Kick rocks, you know. Look, especially if you've got kids out of the way and you're an older guy, like, what's the point? It's, it's utterly pointless, right? Anyway, uh, some newcomers are, are against aghast. That's an interesting word. I've never aghast when they read my stuff. I'm going to have to Google that one afterwards. They think this blog must be a joke or the ravings of a lunatic, a madman driven to the brink by a particularly damaging experience with the next, always who hurt you, right? No, while I've had my joys and sorrows and loves and heartbreaks, just like any other man possessing a wealth of experience with women, on the whole, most of the women in my life have been and continue to be cherished loves. My lunacy is a clear-eyed vision of Neo after the Matrix revealed, after the, the Matrix is revealed to him. Reality makes lunatics out of all of us, but only those with the eyes to see and the ego to spare ever embrace it unconditionally. Such a beautifully written article. I Here, I'm going to grab it real quick. I'll drop it in the chat. You guys can open it up and read it later. Um, come on, copy. And I'll just put it here in the YouTube chat. Come on. I got to need to get a new mouse. This one isn't responding uh skittles man we'll call this you can just uh google search be the skittles man and it, and it compares the skittles man to um captain flower boy the fifteen thousand dollar flower flower arrangement um let's see what we got here going in the chat sam whiskey says uh the first guy will purchase the new delorean alpha 5 for himself the second guy will purchase the honda odyssey for the wife on valentine's day DeLorean Alpha 5. Is that a new car that I don't know about? How is that possible? I'm, I'm looking it up right now because you know me. I'm you know I'm the car guy. I'm, I'm Mr. Entrepreneurs and Cars. Oh, shit. It is a new car that I don't know about. Alpha 5 concept sketches. Oh, you guys are going to want to see this. We're going to have to pause. Fuck Valentine's Day for a second. We're going to be talking about cars and the Alpha 5, the DeLorean. <laughs> uh, sure screen. You got to see this thing. Look at this thing. Where is the uh, the side profile? We just had it up. It's a uh, rotating. Look at that. Look at that ass with the slats and everything. If you guys don't know what the original DeLorean is, look it up. It's from Back to the Future, the actual movie. It had doors that went up. Um, 
like gull wing doors. Oh yeah, same same sort of doors. Uh, it looks it looks better from certain angles, but it's but it's a sick looking car. I like it there there from the side angle. That's that's pretty nice. I'm guessing it's electric because it looks like it has a charging pad on the side there. Anyway, we'll see. I'm in the market for a new car. I think I need a new daily driver. It's just that time. Um, so cars are getting my attention right now. It's like, oh, look, a squirrel, right? That's me. Uh, Russ says Valentine's Day is just another method to keep us, keep the workforce enslaved, the day to push men to get into debt for buying stupid, stupid rock because student loans and home loans are not enough. GTFO. Yeah. Okay. For girlfriend long-term. Oh, I wanted to read this, um, post that a guy from my community. So I, so I have to dedicate this. Uh, I think it's Jonathan that sent it to me. Come on. There we go. All right. So he's a father and this is essentially what sparked this, uh, cast today. So he says, I'm curious on what your take on Valentine's Day would be from the perspective of a father teaching his children. So he's got his 11-year-old son. Let me just get that off the screen because I see it's in the way now from my peripheral. There we go. So he says, my son's 11, and I'm sure he'll soon be paying attention to girls his age. But I realize I'm not entirely sure what to tell him to do at this point. Do 11-year-olds pay attention to girls? Yeah, yeah, we do. We did. I mean, I did anyway. I mean, we used to play uh, we used to play kissing tag in grade three. Run around, chase the girls, and kiss them. That was that was a game we played. So yeah, you're 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 definitely paying attention to girls by the time you're 11 years old. What's 11? It's grade six, six ish. Yeah. So he says, I think encouraging him to give chocolates and gifts to a girl would be implanting a simp like mindset early on. Um. If he's simping, yes. It, like the definition of, of simping is an unfair exchange. So if he's given her attention and validation and chocolates and, you know, uh, flowers or whatever, cards and all that sort of stuff, and she's not giving him the time of day, then he's being a simp. Okay. Now, if you're the Skittles man, that's one way to do it. Okay. If you're, you know, if you're the guy that is, it's a random Tuesday in freaking May and you pick up a bouquet when you're at the store and you just drop it in a vase in the house. Maybe she did something nice for you that week. Maybe she helped you out with your parents or uh, did something for the kids or your kid. If you know, if you're dating a, you know, a chick that's um, not got kids, you know, for example, maybe she did something nice. Like that's when you do stuff like that. So that's how I would frame it. I don't think, you know, because you're a, obliged on a certain day because marketers and corporations say, okay, simps, it's time to get your cards, your chocolates and your flowers and give them to a girl that you like that doesn't give you the time of day because some guy with a bag of Skittles is like rearranging her guts. Like you see what I'm saying here, right? This is kind of like, you know, talking about the last Chateau Hartis blog we talked about with the Skittles man and the flower man. My current th thoughts are to tell them to not even consider more than declaring interest until they've established a relationship. Um, a relationship. Look, 11, why are you talking about a relationship at 11? Um, relationship should never happen for teenagers. I, I'm even of the opinion that even in a man's 20s, 
being in a committed long-term relationship with a woman probably still is not a good idea. You're better off laying the foundation for your life. Um, you got loads of times, you know, after your 20s. You don't have the same timeline that women do. I mean, guys just don't. You can, you can have uh, children and a family at 35, 45. It doesn't really matter. I've seen guys do it at 55. Um, so you don't have the same timeline. So tying yourself down to one girl, not really understanding women, not understanding the sexual marketplace, spending all your time with one girl, that doesn't give you any time to chase excellence and build a life for yourself. So um, I don't fully agree with that statement there. Um, what other insights and resources would you suggest for raising a child to be unplugged? You could probably give him my first book if you wanted to at the age of... I mean, I wouldn't have said this when I wrote the book, but I would say this today. Probably 16 would be fine. I mean, there's 12-year-old kids that are learning. I mean, there's 9-year-old kids that are learning in in school. Like, it's a conversation that comes up that, you know, men transition to girls and girls transition to men. It's a normal conversation they have now. So I don't think that my book is that out there that you couldn't hand it to your 16-year-old son and be like, here, son, you know, read this and understand the way of the unplugged alpha sort of thing. Um, so that would be my recommendation. But I think the, uh, yeah, the Skittles man versus the flower, you know, the married flower guy, the $15,000 flower guy, that's another good story too, to sort of share. Um, it's a great story because it's a story of two men, two very real men. These, like this is a story that, there's guys watching this right now. Put it in the chat, you know. Have you been the Skittles guy or, or have you been the flowers man? You know, the $15,000 flowers man? Or have you been both? I've I've done both. Just being honest, you know. I'll get the t-shirt and wear it, you know, if I have to. But you're better off not being the $15,000 flowers guy. Just saying. Anyway, um... There's zero chance of kiss and tag still a thing in 2023. Um, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. I best I'm I'm pretty sure kissing tag does not exist today. Sad. You know what's funny? I was, you know, I was talking to, and I'll do QA in a minute. I was talking to my trainer today, and he's he's in his early 60s. He's in phenomenal shape. Dude is just jacked. He's 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 in phenomenal shape, you know, for his age. Like I was you know, like we're doing, you know, we're doing the session of the routine and we started talking about what goes on in culture and society today. And, you know, he's like, I like the way that you think, you know, you think exactly how I think, but you say the words, right? Because we're talking about something, you know, obnoxious and outrageous, of course, that shows up trending on Twitter or whatever with the, you know, the woke mob, obviously. And, you know, I said to him, he goes, he goes, you know what? The 70s was the best time. He goes, that was, the, I had the time of my life then, right? And I said to him, I go, so what do you think was the pivot that, that, that shifted things so badly to where we are today when things were so great for you in the 70s? Because keep in mind, he would have been born probably, he would have been a teenager in the 70s. So I think he was like 59 or 60. So he was born in 1959 or 60. This is why I love talking to older guys. You know, I just, I just love having conversations with older guys, especially like red pill chads. Like they're just hilarious. They're, they're so fun to be around, right? It's like hanging out with an older brother for me. And I know a lot of people say that about me when they talk to me sort of thing. But for me, like I need to have that outlet as well. Anyway, so he's like, you know, it was just, 
you know, the best time of my life and there's so many women and everything was just fun and free and there was no phones and no distractions and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I thought about it for a second and we sort of chopped it up. I'm like, you know what? I bet this is it. It was music because today handheld devices and screens and iPads and cell phones are controlling the minds of society and culture today. I bet right now there's people watch how long I've been running this 32 minutes. I bet right now there's people that are watching this that haven't been able to not pick up their phone if they're watching on a tablet or a TV or a console or something like that, that have picked up their phone halfway through just to check something, right? Because you're addicted to the fucking thing. That thing broadcasts and brainwashes everybody to believe whatever narrative, you know, today it's space balloons, like the the Air Force is shooting down like UFOs, you know, it's like the today trending thing that, that's, that's blowing up people's minds, right? Tomorrow it'll be some guy that thinks he's a girl that became a guy then a girl that went back and won the olympic champion medal for some male heavy weight lifting category and then did it in the girls category and then went back like that's what goes on right like that's what we're being told oh you can just be gender fluid and swing back and forth it doesn't matter you're you know you're not born a male or a female so we get all of these narratives that are that are, that are hammered into us and you know what the funny thing was we discovered was that back in the 70s there was none of that stuff and the only thing that was controlling the minds of the youth of society but the youth especially was music think about it woodstock um that version back then of feminism was the ultimate version of of feminism because it didn't hate men it was about liberation uh hormonal birth control existed ban the bra all that stuff right free love blah 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 um that that version was the good version but it but it kept going and it turned into a man-hating movement where it tries to masculinize women and feminize men and everybody every man is a criminal you know regardless you just put him in jail you don't have to ask questions right look at the tape brothers right now right it just you know everybody's wrong and you know like women are right and they're gonna you know fix the world uh they fix the world by having an all-female uh air force formation over the super bowl the other day you know i heard so that's so that's cured a lot of problems like that matters, but that's where we're at, right? Like, like that's what, that's what we're getting hit with. But back then, you know, it was just music. It was just rock and roll, man. It was just like good music, like Jimi Hendrix and just Led Zeppelin and good hardcore, like good, good, honest rock and roll with no electronics, no keyboards, no digital, none of that shit, just drums, guitars, bassist, vocalists, just that. Right. And they they sung about what was cool and that's what people listened to and that's what controlled their minds back then was good music today you don't have that anymore you don't even have good music you got some weird ass music today um it's just you know it's just a thing of the past but i guess you know my my dad said that to me about elvis when i was a, a teen and he thought that my music sucked he thought guns and roses and metallic and all that shit sucked anyway this this is where you're at this is you are here all right um, so let's do this. I'm going to run the, uh, ad reel and then we'll hop in and do some Q and a second. I'm going to grab the invite link, which will only be posted to the YouTube channel. So if you're not watching it on YouTube, why aren't you guys? I, I always do call in Q and A's every show. So you're watching the replay of this and you want to ask me a question. It's totally free. You just have to tune in live and get her done there. Um, okay. So open. Q&A, ask me anything. There's a link there for StreamYard. Boom. Pin message. Uh, 
close that. What's uh, Miguel saying here? Most of the women I meet are promiscuous. Yes, they are. Hardly ever meet someone I would like to have kids with. Well, that's just the reality of the world today. Where and how do I meet good women nowadays? That's 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 not a five dollar question, my friend. That's uh, that's all going to be in a course that I'm going to be releasing soon. I've got so I've got the Unplugged Alpha's Guide to Divorce right now. It's on Teachable. So if you're going through a divorce, uh, contemplating a divorce, you want this course, okay? If if you're thinking about untying the knot, uh, you need some planning because guys have some idea about what happens with 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 women when you date them, how to be intimate with them, kissing, stuff like that. Guys have ideas about that, but guys have zero idea about divorce. That's what I spent the last like several years doing most of my coaching calls. I'm untying the knot, I'm fucked up. How do I fix this, this, that, and the other thing? You want to get this before you move out of the house, before things get difficult for you. This is an early stage course. This is to prepare you for it. So that's the first course that I've released. It's open all the time. You can buy it whenever you want. It's always pinned in the description of every video. Um, if you're watching live right now, you're going to have to go to the richcooper.ca website and probably dig it up over there. But the link will be pinned in the top description. I'm also going to put out uh, the Unplugged Alpha's Guide to Dating, the Unplugged Alpha's Guide to Long-Term Relationships and Marriage and Kids. So these are all micro courses. They're all small. They're all going to be cheap. Uh, and they're going to have all the, like, I get this question every couple weeks, easily. Uh, women suck. They're all too promiscuous. I can't meet anyone that I think that I can have kids with. And how and where do I meet good women nowadays? And of course, the follow up to that is like, how do I vet them, which is a more important part, because you're going to have to spin a whole bunch of plates and then, you know, basically run them through a funnel, like a sales funnel. If anybody's ever done marketing before, use sales funnels, right? You have a whole bunch at the top and down at the bottom, you have, you know, your customers. So it's, I'm, I'm going to break it down in a very simple and concise way. So you should be on my email list, which is below in the ticker already, if you're watching this. Anyway, um, all right, let me run the ad reel and then we'll get into the Q&A. The link again for the Q&A is pinned in the YouTube live chat and uh, we'll get going. Guys, do me a solid. Hit the, hit the like button. There's like close to 500 people watching. I only see 112 likes. Like hit the like button. It costs you nothing. Helps me out a ton with the algorithms. Just showing some love. That's all. Um, banners brand. We have these. They keep updating all these new things on StreamYard. All right, here we go. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China and plastic bottles, Mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine 
lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right, let's get on with it. We got some guys waiting. Um, let's grab... So those of you that are in the waiting area to hop on and ask your question, there's a private chat to your right on the browser. Just do me a favor and let me know what it is you want to talk about. It just helps me sort through it a little bit quicker. All right, let's give uh, Ryan a shout here and see what he's got for us. Ryan, what's up, buddy? Hey, how are you? Hey, Richard. So glad to uh, speak to you. I talked to you probably about a year ago. I don't okay. know if you remember or not, but... Uh, Everything in my life now is pretty good. Everything's uh, good. And uh, my question is that in terms of like mother stock, I am currently, business is really good. I'm, you know, good properties, good income, good job. Um, but I have, I would say two, I would say candidates for mother stock. Mm. Um, and right now is getting to like, I've been with them like one for six years and one for five years. And do they know about each other? I actually, they do. <laughs> and, okay. uh, and I mean, it's just like a love and hate relationship between the two. And uh, one of them is being more. I wouldn't say demanding that she, you know, would message me every other day saying I want a baby. And obviously, you know, at this point, I am 27. Um, How old are these girls? Uh, one is 25 and the other one's 26. Okay. And what do you do for a living? I do uh, mainly real estate and uh, I own a few transportation company and car rental business. Okay, so you do pretty good. So what's stopping you from just knocking them both up then and having a whole bunch of kids? Yeah, so uh, I, I, I watched uh, a few weeks ago with a uh, family lawyer and, mm -hmm. you know, let's say worst case scenario because you know women have reserved the right to change her mind at any given moment let's say hypothetically they both have one or two ch children from me and one day you know let's you know they could go haywire if uh, one would get you know jealous or in the same household and whatnot so what's the you know Worst case scenario, if obviously so, marriage marriage is out of the picture. Yeah. The Where do you live, by the way? Scenario? Like in what uh, country? What uh, state? I live in Illinois. Okay. Um, so if you're not on my email list, Ryan, get on my email list because one of the emails has a private video that I recorded with Tristan Tate uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. And Tristan, it was okay. a private webinar. Yeah, like you know who the Tate brothers are, obviously, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 
Yeah, so I did a video with him privately for the guys in my community because um, he's got uh, a bunch of kids with more than yeah, one woman. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, and, that out recently, yeah. yeah, and I wanted him to talk. Well, I knew this a couple of years ago. So I wanted him to talk about how he runs it and the sort of problems that he runs into. So uh -huh. we did an hour and a bit, maybe an hour and a half or something like that. So if you're on that on that email list, you'll get that video and, and he explains exactly how he runs that. Um, so that's an option. That's an option that's not contemplated by a lot of guys. It's completely reasonable to do if you absolutely want to do it and you have the financial resources and you set your life up in such a way that you minimize risk and protect yourself from problems. Uh -huh. um, but but this is a vetting question. This is like, okay, so how do I vet a woman to become the mother of my kids? And I understand a lot of guys still want to have kids. They don't, you know, they read my book. They see the chapter on why smart men don't marry and they get it, but they still want to have kids. Okay, fine. I, I will have something for you. That's that's going to be the Unplugged Alpha's guide to having kids. Um, the long and short of it is, is, is it's entirely possible. It's not possible to do it like absolutely foolproof where you're not going to have any yeah. issues, but you yeah. can minimize the risk. You can do it with one woman. You can do it with multiple women. It really mm -hmm. depends on how you want to set your life up and what your objectives are. There's, there's some guys that just want a ton of kids. They're like, just want a dozen kids. I want 30 of them, whatever. Yeah. You're going to need more than one chick to do that. Yeah. It's it's just it's just mandatory, right? Like most women can't have that many kids. You know, it's an interesting story. The the um Guinness Book of World Records, the guy that has has had the most children on record is uh Ishmael the Bloodthirsty who was a Moroccan uh, sultan. I can't remember what the count was, but it was well over a thousand. Do you know that the maximum number of children a woman has ever had I think it's it's something like 59 or 60. But wow. during the course of all those pregnancies, she had a lot of triplets and quadruplets and twins and all that sort of stuff along the way. So uh, multiple kids in one pregnancy. But it, it's not possible really for a woman to have more than 70, 75 kids, right? Like it's just doesn't exist. In, but men have the ability yeah. to spread seed far and wide. So be be open to more than just conventional ideas is what I'm saying. Uh -huh. But if you like the conventional idea of one man, one woman and a bunch of kids then do that but just you have to make sure you set it up so that you minimize risk the first thing that you should do is did you run her up against my 20 red flag chapter yes and how many red flags do these women have i would say one has a slight uh attitude problem and the other has uh, I would, I would, I, I don't, I don't know if I would call jealousy a, a red flag, but it's in the red flag chapter. Extreme yeah, jealousy some, some, is a red flag. Yeah, sometimes it gets under my nerves where, you know, she wants to know like all the details and everything about the other person, and you know, I don't have too much time to explain it all day, you know, about that stuff. But you know. Okay, but what, that, but that would go away if you were only dealing with her. I suppose, right? But the other one would still have an attitude issue, even if you were just dealing with her. Exactly. And you see I, how you just use logical reasoning to sort of evaluate, you know, scenarios like this. Yeah, I mean, one scenario in my head, you know, like if if you know if let's say they're pregnant or they have a child, and then they could easily, you know, just call the cops and you know kick me out of my own home, mm -hmm. you know, and you know I could go around that with like legal matter i could say you know like i say my mom owns the house or my brother owns the house so they can't you know, do that so i don't mm -hmm. know if, what the 
I know there's no foolproof way, but you know. I'm just wondering well, what those cases. Well, the one with the there. attitude problem to me is a no-go right off the bat. Uh-huh. Right, because if like, why do you want to deal with the stress of dealing with a disagreeable woman with an attitude? She's not disagreeable. She does it, I guess, in a submissive way. Like, I think I would say like purposely. You know, like she gave me attitude like sometimes, and then during the end of the day, we just like bang it out. If you know what I mean, so. You know, I think I guess that's the type of her personality. But. Mm-hmm. And do you want to deal with that when she's got your kids and she can really ruin your life? No. It's just it's just something to think about, right? Yeah. You know, like you should re- like if like the first step, the first thing you guys should do when you start going, you know, through your head, okay, I want to have kids. Should I call Rich and ask him the best way to do that? Vet them against the red flag chapter. Make sure that they have no red flags. Or if it's something, you know, like ridiculous, like they have a shopping addiction, right? Like that's like like number, I don't know, uh, number 20 on the list. Like she's got an addictive personality. She buys like five lamps. She brings them home. She's got to try them out on the table. Then she's got to return four yeah, of them. When I, when I spoke, when that's I spoke something that they can work on easily. Ago, I, yeah. When I, no, I had my ex... Uh, with that same exact problem and you know at the end of the day it didn't work out because of that and you know daddy issues so now so a lot more peaceful so all right well again you know start with the 20 red flags um get on my email list watch the video with um me and tristan sort of chopping it up it's uh it's a private video you won't find it on my channel it's 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 just there on the email list um i think it's you can't get to it directly. You're going to have to go through like eight or nine emails. will come your way, but it'll get, get you eventually. So do that. And then, you know, keep an eye open for my course when it becomes available. Okay, Ryan. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks buddy. Take care. Um, let's see what uh, dark Knights got here. I'm 40 with Parkinson's on disability from Edmonton. My disability brings in 80 K. Obviously my SMB is F. How does having, uh parkinson's disease affect the type of women i can attract and what do you suggest i do to raise my smv um well if you're not working your income's limited uh i don't honestly i don't even know what Parkinson's like is that what um michael j fox has i think that's what what, what he's got right let me just see what he's got because then i'm familiar with it um, these Yeah, I think that's Michael J. Fox's disease. Yeah, Parkinson's disease, Michael J. Fox. Okay, so it's the same thing. So, um, what are you going to do? Because you're because you're going to deteriorate over time. So you're basically asking a woman to sign up for looking after you at some point. Um, so what are you going to do with that? It's it's a tough you know predicament to be in. You, you might be better off just, you know, setting aside, like if you like women, you want to set aside some money, you know, you can find ways to invite women into your wife, into your life on a temporary basis, which is of course that option. But, um, you're going to have some difficulty. You're not going to get a nine or a 10 probably, uh, you know, like you're not going to get a super attractive woman in that scenario. So you're going to have to lower your standards. What can you do to, to increase your SMV, raise your SMV, you know, specifically make more money. 
but if you're going to stay on disability, I don't think you can make more money uh, unless you do it with cash or illegally on the side or something like that. So I don't think that's really going to be an option for you because you're, because your physical health is going to deteriorate, right? You've got like what, like what leads to attraction? You're obviously red pillow where you have game. Okay. That's good. So you can work on that. You got good looks. Okay. You know, you can work on that. But again, as you get older and your physical body starts to deteriorate, that's going to go down. So you really can't improve that much. You can make more money. Hard to do when you're on disability unless you do it on the side, which I don't know if you can. Can you improve your status, be more socially influential, you know, um, better game. You've got more frame and long-term at the frame part, you know, you can deal with, but the captivation part, can you be more interesting? I don't know. Uh, can you create some fame for yourself? Um, okay. So here's an idea because I'm, I'm trying to you know, like work this out loud. Um, there's a guy on YouTube and he's got a gorgeous girlfriend or a wife. I don't know if it's a girlfriend or, or his, his wife. So I have seen a demographic of men that are uh, on disability that continue to make um, leaps and bounds with women. Uh, Sean Stevenson is an example that I've used time and time again on my channel. So um, I have an interview with Sean Stevenson on my channel. He was like a three foot dude that basically lived in a wheelchair. He had a disease where his bones broke every time he sneezed, basically had a gorgeous wife. You know, he got married, but he was extremely famous and influential. Um, so I would go look at the interview with me and Sean Stevenson and you'll be inspired because I think there's things that you can do. Um, but the reality of it is, you know, it's an uphill battle for, you know, for a guy in that type of, uh, scenario. So I wish you the best of luck with that. Um, all right, let's see what we got here in the private chat. What do people want to talk about? Bob, how about steak and BJ day? Yeah, that's, that's the alternative name for, um, Valentine's day that guys use steak and BJ day. Uh, following red flag. Okay. Where's Dino? Dino's got something good for us here. All right. Dino, what's up, buddy? Oh, hey, Rich. How you doing, man? I, I will tell you right now, Dino, Jordan Peterson will be very cross with you because your room is not clean. I understand. I'm, I'm got no excuses. So I'm just going to leave it there. Um, man. So, uh, last couple of months I was, uh, I was dealing with this chick that I met and everything seemed to be going good, but, uh, uh, basically what happened was, uh, she seemed to be like super into me, uh, you know, crazy ass, uh, monkey sex and all that shit. And, uh, next thing I knew is she was taking up a whole bunch of my time and, uh, little by little, I started noticing, Hey, like something's not right here. Right. So I just want to reiterate the, uh, the importance of, uh, of all the red flag rules, uh, that that's in your book. So the guys can really um, what so what was it, right? I'm, I'm a breathing hard. I've been running back and forth and cooking and stuff like that too. So, uh, excuse me for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, hire quickly. I mean, hire slowly and fire quickly. That's really, uh, the, the thing. As soon as I caught on to that shit, I was like, you know what? I, I don't, I, I don't need this in my life, you know? So, and after what that, you do, and what were the red flags? Um, well, a lot of them uh, needed uh, meds to, to go to sleep. Um, just bragging about being a piece of shit and uh, kind of screwing guys over. Uh, just uh, kind of, uh, and, you know, there's, there's good things too. You know, she wasn't uh, materialistic or anything like that. Um, but uh, just, you know, uh, needing validation from her friends. So she was like, mm -hmm. uh, 
try to put me down about like uh, my lifestyle and stuff like that uh, because her friend didn't agree with uh, how I live my life. So what didn't uh, she agree with? Uh, well, basically, I, I don't have a, a education uh, as as high as she does. She just barely mm-hmm. got you know bachelor's degree. So, uh, but her I guess her friend is a uh, you know has some some influence. Her friend's parents have some influence, and so. Um, there was a lot of that, like, oh, you know, uh, um, I don't, I'm not sure if, if you don't have like certain, uh, educational, uh, aspects to you, uh, you know, this and that. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know, if you're going to listen to your friends, then, uh, that's, that's not a, that's not a good look. Um, uh, so mm. do you think there's any element of what they might've been saying that might've been true? Uh, a little bit, but at the same time, um, I've been independent since uh, in my early twenties. Had a you know job that for for a while that was uh, up there in, in the numbers, and uh, I'm also on my way to to to, to better things, uh, greater things. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I know that you know the the potential I have and what I'm working towards is gonna. What are you, you for know, living? Uh, right now, I'm making lasers, but before that, I was uh, I was uh, doing environmental safety for a semiconductor company. So it was just a job, but uh, I, I want to get uh, into being a contractor and uh, you know having my own business. So uh, okay. So what's your takeaway from this relationship? Like, what did you learn? Uh, basically, don't let anybody waste your time, and don't let anybody uh, try to bring you down because if uh, for example, if she's not a compliment to your life and uh, making your life difficult, then uh, it's 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 not worth it. It's just uh, it's going to be uh, uh, an anchor uh, dragging you down. Mm. Uh, that, that's really what it was. And you know, I was watching uh, uh, Paul Apex Mindset. Uh, um, he had a thing on uh, genuine desire, and uh, when he mentioned love bombing, I was like, "What's that?" And I, I, so I looked into it. And I was like, oh, this is exactly play by play what was uh, going on. So I think she might have even had some sort of like personality disorder, that kind of thing. And so, yeah, Yeah, but it's really easy to point, uh, you know, point at women and be like, oh, she's got narcissism or she's she's got a personality disorder. But I mean, the glaringly obvious thing that I see and that people are also talking about in the live chat right now is that is that scene behind you. It looks like a fucking train wreck, dude. Like that's a bed covered in I don't know what. Oh, it's and actually folded clothes right now. So uh, folded, yeah. Like, I'm like if that's, that. yeah, like if that's the way that you know the state of your place looks like, and you have a chick come over, um, you're gonna find some resistance. You're gonna find some pushback. You're gonna hear from her friends about it. I'm just saying, right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely, There's no excuse for that. And so my my room's actually usually you know clean and stuff. Uh, it's just right now, Monday, uh, five o'clock. I have to work. It's just kind of how it is right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, there's no excuse for that. I, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you know, it's good. From, you know, it's good hearing from you. And I'm, you know, I'm glad you're in a better place. And you know, you put some boundaries in uh, in place so you didn't invite any problems into your life. Thanks, Dino. Thanks, guys, for giving me all that shit. Yeah, like, I get it. <laughs> Clean up that room, man. We'll see you later. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here in the private chat. We got uh, a teenager, and I have some questions about pursuing excellence. Okay, let's give it to the teenager. Neelish. Hi. What do you got for me tonight, buddy? Yeah. Thank you for letting me on. 
so like a question about like i've recently started going into the red pill and stuff so okay. i have a question about how to like pursue women while on a goal because i find myself super distracted because i have exams and stuff so it gets how old are you said you're a teenager right you're 15 15 16 okay and i can't get your book my parents don't allow the book that says how to pursue women on it your parents won't allow you to read my book yeah where do you live india okay um so what's your question my friend so how do i pursue women while i'm on a goal like my exams and stuff how do you pursue women while you're on exams you don't I I I don't think women are a good use of a teenager's time especially if you're talking about, you know, long-term relationships. Now, your culture is obviously a little bit different. I think you guys get married younger, don't you? You have a yeah. lot of arranged marriages. Around 25. Yeah, around 25. So I would look, man. This is this is a difficult scenario. I don't have a camera on. I don't have a good look at you. I don't know what's I you know, can switch on my camera. Yeah, like, switch it on. So let's have a look. You know, we'll start with the looks department because I think that's important when it comes to dealing with women, like the optics of attraction. Yeah. Also, the notion that your parents wouldn't wouldn't let you buy a book about understanding, you know, attraction and relationships is just bizarre to me. But um, that's that's potentially a cultural thing with where you're from. But I would also say it's a control mechanism. Um, it's going to solve a lot of the questions that you're asking today. You know, a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the awkwardness, a lot of the issues that you have with, you know, what kind of woman should I talk to sort of thing are answered in the book. Um, I don't know that you need the permission to buy something that you can just order for 10 bucks. But anyway, as far as the optics of, of looks, I mean, you know, like you're a reasonably good looking guy, right? Um, you're in school, like, like when does high school end for you guys there? around 18 17 around 18 and then 17 18 what do you do you go into the workforce or do you go to college or what do you do college college and then like what's your plan medical you want to be a doctor or dentist surgeon doctor surgeon okay neurosurgeon neurosurgeon wow okay so you want to get some girls along the way so what's stopping you from saying, hey, Becky, I think you're attractive. Do you want to go out and get a, a I've coffee? Like, I've got five girlfriends till now. So five girlfriends. I get very yeah, I get very anxious in relationships because I feel like it adds on to my thought process and that will distract me from doing the work. Yeah, but everybody gets anxious the first time they do something, though, dude. I got I got anxious the first time I, I switched on my uh McLaren and drove it. I got anxious the first time I rode my super sport bike, my Gixxer, my ZX7 Ninja. Like I got anxious riding those things 5, 10, 15 times, right? Like you get anxious the first time you do anything. It's, you know, it's going to be the same thing with women. It's like repetition. It's putting in the reps and doing the time. And while you're at it, you know, what can you do to improve yourself? What can you do, you know, to improve the optics of masculinity and strength and attractiveness, right? Do you, do you work out? Do you go to a gym? Do you do push-ups? Like what do you do for that? I do calisthenics. Calisthenics, okay. Can Are you, you physical? See? Are you strong? I don't know the yeah. camera. Okay. So, yeah, so if you got some All right, well good for you. Good. Awesome. Well, hey, listen, bravo because most guys that would call in at your age in North America aren't in very good shape at all, right? So, 
That's good. But just, but the whole anxiety thing, my friend, will go away, you know, with time. Just lead into it. It's okay. It's okay. They themselves, women, are also going to be anxious and they're not going to feel comfortable, especially in their teens. I mean, there's even 20, you know, like, like women in their 20s that don't feel complete comfort, you know, when it comes to that. So it's not just you, right? Everybody feels it at first until you put put in some reps. Like with calisthenics, how long have you been doing that? A year. A year? Yeah. Are you able to do a one-arm chin-up? I can do weighted around 20 kg. With rings. Around 20 kilos weighted chin-ups. Yeah. That's 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 pretty good. How much how much do you weigh? 140, 150 pounds? Uh, around 60 kg. Uh, 60 kilograms, so that's about 135. Okay. So like how long did it take you to do 20 kilograms weighted chin-ups? That was like how many reps two did you put ago. in? How many, eight. how many reps? Eight, eight. 18. And how many eight how many reps. times did you have to Right, but how many times did you have to practice and do it to get your strength up to be able to do weighted pull-ups? Lots, right? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's the same thing with women. You have to put in the reps, you have to put in the time. You know, you have to get the confidence, you have to get the strength up, you have to develop, you know, like the skill and the game and the frame that you deal with women. It's just, you know, putting in the time. A lot of that stuff's covered in my book, my friend. I mean, you know, watch the YouTube channel and the podcast for free because I talk about a lot of the stuff that's summarized in the book there too. So you don't have to get it. But I'm just saying, like, you know, spend some time learning these components that you feel uncomfortable with. And that's fine. Just deal with the discomfort. Who cares? Like you have like as a man, you have to accept that things will be, you know, that you know, that you want that are going to be rewarding, that are going to be fun, that are going to make you feel good, will cause some level of discomfort. But like reality of life. Like when I'm writing exams and stuff, mm-hmm. so like it adds on to the anxiety of the exam. I end up performing worse. So, like, what does the girl have to do with the exam? Like, is she sitting somewhere over there? Just ignore her, dude. You have to. You have to learn how to ignore her beauty. There's lots of beautiful women out there, and you have to, like, you have to be able to ignore their beauty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see if I. Have any... So I have had a problem with. Uh... Internet content. Stop. Internet adult. Stop. Stop doing yeah. this shit when you're talking to chicks as well, right? Like, let them see your face. You know, you have a nice smile. You know, your teeth are straight. Like, stop. Stop covering it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. What does so, your father uh, say about this? You know, if you talk to him about it. I'm not supposed to talk to him. You're not allowed to talk to him about this. Why? He read my chat, so he's pretty mad at me. Okay, so it's a cultural thing then. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Was that helpful? I have one more question. So I have a problem with like uh, internet content, like content consumption. I find myself mm. like very into it and stuff. So it's hard to take a step back. Do have any what do you mean? Like consuming it? too much content? Yeah, like on Instagram and like generally. So you on can't Instagram, put down the watching phone. Reels. Yeah. And like DMing the people, app. like waiting Dude, for a response. Delete the app. DMing who? Women? Like guys, girls, anything. Like my brain keeps thinking about the response I'm going to get. Delete the app. Get get rid of the app. Unless you're unless you're somebody that's influential, that does interesting things with your life, has a nice car, travels, you know, whatever, has a nice business. Like until you're a neurosurgeon, fuck Instagram. It it it, it serves no purpose for you. It serves no pur- like if you're going to use social media as a simp. 
randomly DMing people, you know, hoping for a response, building up anxiety, you know, when you have nothing going on. It's a waste of your time. Delete the app. It's not a good use of your time. Get rid of it. So, like, do you understand? I do that, yeah. I also have a problem with, like, uh, sexual content on the internet. Then stop beating off. Yeah. It's called self-control, my friend. Anytime you feel like you need to do that, go and take a cold shower. Stand under freezing cold water. Yeah. Go in, go and do uh, 20 chin-ups, you know, with the weighted... Uh, you know, belt, go and do anything but that it's called self-control. It's like, you have to learn it as a man, my friend. I mean, you want to be a neurosurgeon when you grow up and you're a grown ass adult and you want to operate on people's brains or deal with their spinal cord or whatever is that you're, you know, want to specialize in. You have to be disciplined, right? You can't like, Oh, hang on. I have to go beat off now or whatever like that. You just can't leave a surgery. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like you have to have self-control. So you might as well start, you know, developing that now. Lean into the difficult things. I like. I'm. I'm. I'm constantly sh shocked and surprised how fathers are unable to sit with their sons and have these conversations. And I have to do it for these guys, right? Like young men like you have to call me and ask me these questions when you should be having this conversation with your dad because it's not permitted or they don't feel comfort in it or, or whatever it happens to be. And then you get socially awkward and you don't know what to do. Like, dude. Like do anything but that that is a waste of your anything that is unproductive that has no return on investment roi return on investment instagram masturbating whatever you know stop doing it this shit you know like stop doing it catch yourself doing it and recognize okay i have a problem stop it i you know i can't stop dming people delete instagram right go do some chin ups can't stop masturbating. Go do some push-ups. Yeah. So you're saying focus on myself in like summary. <laughs> I'm saying don't be an idiot. I'm saying be a man because it's coming for you soon, my friend. Yes. All right? Yeah, thanks. Okay. Be good, my friend. Take care. Man, hell is full of dads. Yeah, that is, that is true, man. <clears throat> Addiction. There, look, if you want to understand addictions a little bit better, there's a book called Hooked, and the author's name is Nir Eyal. I can't remember how to spell it. The subtitle of the book is, I think it's How Tech Companies Form Habit-Forming Products or How Tech Companies Create Habit-Forming Products. Um, once you see the code in the matrix and you see how they engineer these um, mechanisms like notifications and the likes and the comments and the way that, that it that it alerts you once you understand the mechanisms then they can't control you it's like you know the whole thing with unplugging you know for like the red pill and all that sort of stuff like once you understand what women respond to and what they don't and when people tell you to just do this and you know that it doesn't work then you're just like fuck you don't like you can't control me you have no control over me right like so if you have a problem with having addictions towards phones, read that book, Hooked by Near AL. Um, what I do personally is I have no notifications on my phone whatsoever with the exception of the phone ringing from certain numbers or text messages from certain people that are in that category where I can receive notifications. Everything else is off. My, my, my phone almost never dings during the day. 
there's people that their phone is constantly dinging and donging and you're like, Oh, what now? Oh, somebody liked it. Oh, they didn't respond to my DM. Oh, you know, they just keep going back, back and forth all day. This is not like, this is supposed to be a productivity tool. It's not supposed to distract you from purpose and creating something of some significance with your life. Use it. Don't let it use you. But most of you motherfuckers out there, let this thing use you. You let it use and abuse you unnecessarily when you shouldn't. All you have to do is turn it off. You find yourself addicted to Instagram, delete the app. Why can't you do that? Like you can't like actually go and hit uninstall. Like your life is that difficult. You can't, you have no control to go uninstall the app when you realize that it's a problem. How is that even a question? I'll say it again. Like if you're a dude and you're not influential, you're not captivating, like you're just a young guy, don't even bother with social media or Instagram. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to randomly DM people hoping to get their attention and talk to them? Fucking make something of yourself. Then go and get social media and then they will DM you. Anyway. The scary thing is when you realize that this generation of boys is going to be raising the next generation. It's honestly, man, it's fucking terrifying. Like it, like the way culture and things are going today, it's, it's not, it's bizarre. It's not cool. It's not cool at all. Let me go to the private chat here. Um, let's see your time. Tennessee. All right. I'm just going to randomly pick people here. Cause, um, all the chat here. Adrian, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, Rich? What do you got for me tonight? Well, first of all, thanks for picking me. I've been a fan since like two or three years. I'm 20 years old right now. And I'm starting law school here in Mexico. I'm from Mexico. I speak Spanish. And I want to ask you, since law school here in Mexico and in this area, uh, public relations and network is really important. What would you recommend me as a student, student, and as as a person who will work in that area to build a strong network? So, um, you want to work in a law firm, or do you want to work in-house counsel? Law firm. So law firm is long hours, first of all. I'm I'm sure it's going to be the same in Mexico because it's just like the work work culture, right? Like, is it the same there? It's long hours? Yes. Okay, so you have long hours. Um, if, if you want to grow in that field, that, like if it's what you like, you know, the pen is mightier than the sword, like all that stuff. Like if you want to grow in that field, you want to be successful in it. Um, I understand it very well. I have a lot of friends that are lawyers. My ex-wife is a lawyer. So like I get what lawyers are all about. Um a network is going to be important to you because if you want to make partner, you need to be able to bring in high value customers. So you have to be whatever it is that's going to let you network that you like golf, um, business, uh, you know, business events. One of the one of the most successful lawyers that I came across that 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 really figured out how to network with entrepreneurs. You know, for example, he specialized in an area of law with um, taxes. Okay. And entrepreneurs pay a lot of taxes, right? Like they pay corporate taxes, employee taxes. There's lots of source deductions. Personally, they pay a lot of taxes. 
So because that was his specialty, he got into a lot of entrepreneurs organizations and he would hold workshops for business owners and basically, you know, give them like the main rundown, like the, you know, whatever, like the 20 red flags, you know, you know sort of thing. And then he would get a lot of business off that because then a lot of these guys would be like, you know what? I like, I like what you said. It makes complete sense. I understand, you know, this, this, and this now sort of thing. I'm going to hire you to go and do it. And he would get a, a ton of business for himself and for his law firm, right? So the networking part of it means that you're going to have to put yourself out there and get into things and areas that you're interested in. So if you're interested in entrepreneurship, but law is going to be your primary thing, that would be a strategy that you could apply, right? Um, there's there's different kinds of guys that, that spend time in different areas, like guys on the golf course. I don't know. I don't really play golf, but guys on the golf course would be a certain demographic can you turn that into somebody that you can you know you can network with people at a golf club and bring them into the law firm sort of thing for their specific problems you see what yes. i'm saying yeah uh, actually that's the area i want to specialize in in i don't know how to say it in english but in in spanish it is called derecho fiscal so it, it is with all the tax and all that stuff it is really competitive that area that realm but it really pays off really well. And mm -hmm. yes, I understand that I need to get into business meetings or business areas so I can meet. It's going to be hard for you as a young man at, at, at 20, but offer yourself to partners in the law firm and say, look, you know, you're going to the golf club to, to golf. Um, you might be 20, you know, can I come? No, you're too young. Okay, well, can I caddy for you or something? So at least you can get into the rooms. You know what I mean? So so start with something. I mean, you've got free time. You're young. you got lots of energy. You don't need to sleep. Like, just put yourself in the rooms and get yourself out there so that you can network and find and, and spend time with each partner, right? So that you understand, you know, what they're good at, you know, what their area of expertise is, who they network with. Oh, they're going to a dinner event or a gala. Can you tag along? You know, can they get you an extra ticket? You know, what can you do to be useful? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally got you. Like at this stage of the game, you kind of have to be like, you're going to have to be a little bit of a bitch to them. You know what I mean? To sort of get your foot in the doors until you mature and you get yourself that level of experience and notoriety and recognition and all that. I, I actually started the book you recommended, Mastermind Dinners. Yeah, my buddy Jason Gart, uh, Jason Gaynard wrote that. Yes, so so I, running dinners is another great way to get people, you know, together if that's something that you really like yes i i i just started it that was my dinners and mm -hmm. by the way off the topic i read your book like three times i have it on my kindle really good book yeah. and well that's it i, I don't want to take you more okay yours thanks adrian appreciate it man thank you and good luck with your career that's great that's great great question um all right, let's uh, let's keep moving along. Uh, Sliman Bazaar, Sliman, am I pronouncing that right? Hi, what's up, Sliman? What's up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah. What do you uh, got for me today? I have two questions. Question in uh, vetting women, and mm -hmm. the question about uh, making money. So the first one, uh, I am thirty years old, and uh, I never had sex because uh, of religion. And uh, I'm asking, uh, how, how can I uh, vet women if I'm not staying with them? What's your religion? 
I mean, it's a Muslim. Muslim, okay. And you're not allowed to have sex with women until what? Like you're married? Yes. Okay. Is that how all of Islam does it or is it the more conservative countries? Uh, I, I can't understand your question. Uh, well, there's, there's you know, degrees of um, religion, like where Turkey is more liberal, you know, for example, and then there might be yes, countries we are, we are, that are a lot more conservative. We're like more strict. Strict, okay. We're yeah, so, you, so, yeah. It's, so it would be considered uh, haram, you know, if you did something like that, right? Yes, right it's right haram, there. yeah, it's haram. Okay. So your question is, how do you vet women if you're not able to sleep with them? Yes. Hmm. Or or live with them in, in the same house. Yeah, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say living with a woman is a good way to vet them because now they're in your life, and how do you get rid of them if they're a problem, right? Because you can you can fundamentally vet women before they you know before you live with them before you offer to marry them. You know, for example, have you read my with book? No intimacy. Yeah, I, I read it. Yes. Okay, so the so the twenty red flag flag chapter should be the starting point for every guy, right? So, you know, does she have daddy issues? You know, does she have feminist tendencies? You know, is she constantly unhappy and un unlucky. You know the list, right? So that would be the starting yeah. point is vet them against that. As far as like everything else, it's it's pretty much consistent with everything else that I've talked to. It's just, I guess, you know, with your cultural restrictions and with religion, you're going to have to wait for the wedding night to have sex. And that'll be the yeah. first time that you'll do it. So my advice would be, you know, with Islam, you can have four wives. So make lots of money and have four wives. So you can have sex with four women. Yes. Uh, but the second question is, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking care of my mother. I can't leave uh, the country. So can I make that money online? Of course you can, yeah, yeah. You can make it's. It's you never been easy to I make can... money from your home. All right. Yes. You have a business no that you can run you. online. Uh, uh, no, I'm. Um, I'm actually I'm a taxi driver. So yeah, so you're gonna have to, so you have to build something from home then, right? Like ideally, there's 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 three circles that cross. There's, there's three circles that intersect with the ideal business, right? And they look like this. I don't have to wait for it to focus. You love doing it. You're good at doing it. And it makes money. And the part in the middle that's yeah, yeah. scribbled in in black, that's basically the gold. So find find that that intersects for you. Those three circles intersect. And then build that business from home. All right. Thank you so much. Right? How? All right, man. Because driving a Thank taxi so is not going to get you four wives, right? Of course. Thank you. All right, my man. Take care. Got, what did we get tonight? Mexico, India, and a conservative Islamic country. Man, it's yeesh, lots of questions in all kinds of different areas. Okay, let's do one more. Let's do. Uh, let's give Darren a shot here. Darren, what's up, buddy? You got a mic? Look at it. Hello. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. Thanks. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Darren. All right. You're out. Let's give it to I comment live. Love you, Rich. All right. So you're a hater, then, I guess. Hey, Rich. 
You can hear me. Yeah. What's up, man? So how? Uh, so it's a very interesting. I read your book, by the way. Very interesting. Okay. So uh, nearing approaching forties now. How can we? I have to be looking at health as well, right? So how can we? Uh, what is the best approach to health? Uh, going to the gym, taking care of our nutrition. Mm. Where do you live? Because in the UK. So uh, some I of hear, you know because this sort I hear of many people. Yeah, I hear many people who take who, who suffer from uh, strokes uh, at the forties. Aneurysms, you know, it's something you never thought of in your 20s. Well, you that's not something that should happen in your 40s or 50s, my friend, if you take care of yourself. So, mm -hmm. so here's what I do because, because I'm, because I'm uh, like self care for me is a, is a something that I'm very interested in, right? Like when I, when I had a consult with a guy that was dealing with his girl problems and then he told me about his supplement line and how he could white label me, I was like, send me some samples. Let me take a look at it. They were super high quality. I'm like, I'll put my name on that. Like I, like I love geeky shit, like supplementation, TRT, DNA analysis. You know, I'll tell you guys something. One of the most useful tools that I've spent money on, it's not that expensive compared to what I've spent money on. Cause I, cause I spent a lot of like, I spent a lot of money on, uh, doctors, uh, you know, scripts, uh, personal training, you know, TRT, um, supplements, even I spent 300 bucks to get my DNA analysis analysis by Dr. Anthony J. I had him on a few weeks ago on my entrepreneurs and cars channel on the playing to win podcast. And he was talking about testosterone and endocrine disruptors and cholesterol and a whole bunch of things. This guy, once you, once you get the code from a, a company like 23andMe or ancestry dot, uh, whatever it is, um, they'll, you know, you spit in a, a, a jar or a bottle or whatever, like this test tube thing, you send it in, then they run your DNA and then they tell you what your ancestors were basically. So but why do you need all this? Just, I'll, just go I'll to tell the you gym, why right? in a second. No, no, yeah. no. Just, just, just go to the gym is not enough, especially and as you get older. And I'll tell you why in a second, if you follow me through on the story. So he analyzed my DNA. It costs 70 or 80 bucks to get your 23 and me. Uh, then you get the code from the website and then you send it to him. And then for 300 bucks, he runs it through his algorithm. And then he can tell you exactly what your ancestors were and what you're susceptible to and what your strengths are. So your strengths and weaknesses, basically. So for me, um, I found out that I have a rare gene that doesn't allow me to process plant cholesterols. So I can't have fats, nuts olives, olive oil, uh, avocados, stuff like that. It just clogs up my system and I can't get it out of my system. And that causes tiredness, uh, lethargy, like issues with productivity, which I've had for a while now. And then it, and, and then I just did this with them like about a week ago and I've been basically eating meat for about a week straight and I feel a lot better. So personally, I think at this stage, Going to the gym is good advice. Eating well is good advice. But what if you're eating shit that's that's not good for your body? Like dairy for me is not good, according to my DNA. I can't process plant, plant, 
cholesterols according to my DNA. There's certain markers in my blood that I need to watch to make sure that I don't develop things, you know, later on down the road as I get older. You know what I mean? I'm also very, very strong and positive in areas with like joint health and muscle strength. Like he went through my DNA. He's like, I have athletes that I have to deal with it and you have better DNA than these guys do. Like your, like your muscle strength tone and response to stress is, is, is far better than was than a lot of the athletes that I deal with. So I think this is probably one of the most useful tools that you can use. So if you guys go back to my Entrepreneurs of Cars channel, look for Dr. Anthony J. He talks about exactly how he does it. In fact, two years ago, he went through another podcast with me where we were talking even more specifically about it, but I didn't take it seriously at that time. I was just like, whatever, I'll just go to the gym, right? But having him do it on me now, I see that that's probably one of the most valuable things that I've ever done for my health and self-care. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm scared to do labs. I haven't done labs for decades. Well, you, well, look, I mean, you've read my book. You know that I want you to do labs yeah. about once a year, right? Yeah, yeah. That's important. I mean, look, what if you have, uh, like, one of the things that you want to start checking as you get older as a guy is your PSA, you, you know, your prostate antigens. And if they're if they're elevated, then that's an early sign that you could have prostate cancer. You can fix that very easily if you catch it early on. But if you're not running your labs, you'll never catch it. Mm. So it's not only go to the gym two times. Yeah. Yeah. Look, when I when I um when I do the first edition update of my book, I have a chapter on self-care and I talk about yeah. you know, like vitamin D and managing your endocrine system, all that stuff. I'm gonna update that chapter. So that's one of the reasons why I want to update the book. So I'm gonna update that chapter with the new information that I have, including analyzing DNA and why it's important. Mm-hmm. Right. So Look, you know, like how serious do you want to take your health is basically the question because I'm not even as geeky as guys like Ben Greenfield. Like that guy will go down to fucking Tijuana and uh, extract blood and spin it around and inject it in his dick or something. Like he does crazy stuff, right? So you believe that they, they, they are helpful. These things can be helpful indeed, right? These optimizers. Certain, certain things will improve yeah. your life, right? Like I know for a fact avoiding certain foods that don't work well with my genetic yeah. code mm-hmm. make me more productive and I feel better. I sleep better at night. I'm more productive mm-hmm. during the day. Like, I don't know. You, you might even be able to tell during this cast that I might even be like holding myself out differently now that I've changed my diet. I only mm-hmm. learned like a week and a half ago. But There are some general truths like avoid sugar. Do you avoid sugar as well? I generally avoid sugar, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, for me with my ancestors... Um, my, my DNA wants me to eat meat. I can eat meat all day long. You know, my body processes it very easily. It likes it. It's just things like plant cholesterol, dairy, even gluten's not great for me, right? Like breads and shit like that. So, you know, if you're careful with what your body needs, then you'll operate in a more optimal fashion. So I think it's a great idea to do this. I mean, it's not expensive. Like 300 bucks might sound like a lot of money, but I guarantee people spend 300 bucks on just bullshit, you know, the next month or so. Right. I don't know if it is available in the UK though. It should be. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. So if you go, so uh, yeah. So if you go to the pod or, or just go to Anthony J's website. So, so, just Google search Dr. Anthony J and you'll come to his website and he's got a, a tab at the top that says DNA analysis. All you mm-hmm. do is you get the 23 and me. So you order it from them 
once they send it to you, like a couple of weeks later, when you send in the spit test, then you can get the code from the website. And it just tells you your origin, right? Like it tells you, you know, where your ancestors are from. And then you get the actual code of your DNA. You give that to him. Then he runs it through his algorithms, right? This guy's very good at what he does, man. He knows his shit. Yeah, if you say so. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll do that. It's worth it, in my opinion. Anyway. All right, brother. All right. Okay, man. Have a good night. All right. Um, I'll I'll get into more depth with that sort of stuff, maybe in a self care podcast. Um, you know, because I'm always learning new shit as like time time goes on, and it's like I did one a few months ago on on sleep, and I tried to be as thorough, you know, as I possibly could. Um, so maybe I'll put one together, but I'm definitely going to update the chapter in my book that deals with self care and managing your endocrine system because there's a lot that I've learned since then. So there'll be value in that for you guys when you get it. Anyway, um, probably start to wind down on that note. Uh, what's going on this week? I'm traveling this week. Um, I'm going to be in uh, Colorado. I'm skiing with some friends from my group. So I don't know if you want to see what's you know what's going on with that. That'll be um, you probably find it on Instagram. I'll probably post some pictures. But I'll be back um, this weekend and I should be able to do a show Monday provided there's no delays or issues with the flight. So, uh, you can keep tabs on that. Just watch me on social media. Anyway, we'll wrap up. We'll see you guys very soon. Hope you have an awesome week. Got a few videos coming out in the unplugged alpha, uh, just shorts and stuff and on the main channel. Um, yeah, sign off. See you guys later. Have an awesome night. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses, my book, The Unplugged Alpha, community, or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months. Make sure you check out the top pinned comment on YouTube for all the links mentioned during the show. Peace.